what is going on everybody how is everybody doing today i hope everybody is having a good monday morning my name is matthew geist and i am here today with episode 27 of the just ball on podcast today i'm going to be giving you guys my top 25 nba players under the age of 25 and before we get into that i'll talk about the criteria and what i considered into the logic of my rankings so my current semester is going to be done tomorrow on tuesday may 5th i will be finishing up my last final and i will be done with my junior year of college at temple university which is pretty exciting um it was a weird way to end it obviously for everybody that's in college or even elementary school or middle school or high school it's online so it was definitely different but i will have a lot more time on my hands which is very exciting so I don't have to be studying during the week or doing homework. My internship for my job doesn't start till June 1st, and I am um, a finance intern at Fidelity Investments this summer, which is pretty cool. I'm excited to start that. That'll be on June 1st, um, and that will be, it'll be hard to balance that in YouTube, but I will do my best, and it shouldn't be a problem. It should be pretty much what school was, but I do plan on bringing back guests to the podcast. It was kind of hard to work out schedules with my friends. They were just like people that I wanted to come on the pod uh, just because of school and other stuff that kind of came up. Up, and I could really only do these once a week and I had a small window to record these it was usually Sunday nights um, at like one in the morning when I would record these um, basically what I'm doing now I'm recording this on Saturday of May 2nd at one in the morning because I got to study all day Sunday of course when it's supposed to be beautiful out in New York on Sunday uh, the 3rd and then I have a test on Monday and then a test on Tuesday and then I am done uh, with the semester. So I do plan on bringing back guests for next week so you could be on a lookout for that and I would like to have guests on the pod um, pretty much episodes going forward. Obviously, I really can't have friends come to my house because of the whole social distancing and that's pretty much what I've been doing and I'm going to be in Philadelphia for most of the summer but I don't think it'll be a problem doing it um, with me at home and then my friends using a mic and then just sending me the files and we could get it done. Kind of when my Christian was on um, in the middle, the first couple episodes, uh, it'll be something like that. And then when I come home, if social distancing um, kind of rules are lifted and they're just relaxed a little bit, then I could have like Tom back on or any of my friends. Um, definitely, we've been talking about to come on the pod and we could discuss some basketball. But yeah, in the last episode 26, you guys did enjoy at least the YouTube listeners, uh, the gameplay in the background. So yeah, I do have my 2000 franchise supersonics gameplay in the background if you were watching on youtube that is a series i am posting on my second channel it's really fun you can go check that out uh sros s-r-o-s is the name of the channel but yeah enough with kind of the intro stuff we can get into today's video i'm going to be giving you guys my top 25 nba players under the age of 25 so mainly what i took into consideration is kind of where they're at right now their skill level on both sides of the floor and i also factored in winning have they done anything in the NBA? Have they been on a winning team yet? And obviously they have to be 24 or younger. So that knocks out a couple graduating people on this list like Giannis and Nicole Jokic. And I know Zach Levine just turned 25. But yeah, I have 25 guys. I did factor in winning and kind of what they've done so far in the NBA. If they've been suspended, a couple of these guys mentioned on my list, you can probably guess who hurt them a little bit, but not too much. And yeah, I'll go into each pick. I do have a bunch of honorable mentions. I do have eight honorable mentions, but I'm not going to mention them until I get to the top five or the top 10. So I don't want to tell them right away because I'm going to go from 25 to one. I'm going to try that out um, and kind of give a little bit more suspense in these because for the player positional rankings, I went one to 30. So for this, I'm going to go 25 to one. We don't have any tiers, um, strict one um, position. And this is just my list. Obviously, if you make a top 25 um 
players under the age of 25, mainly everybody's list is going to be different. Um, so if a player is like two spots in front of somebody, you can make incredible arguments to, uh, argument to me and I could definitely switch the spots and I would be okay doing that. If you just give me a good argument, I can definitely see. I'm very open-minded when it comes to basketball conversations. Uh, so yeah, if you are commenting on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, um, it's okay. Uh, I'm cool if my 25th guy is your 22nd guy or my 18th guy is your 23rd guy. We can make arguments to switch them or I can see your reasoning. So yeah, for the honorable mentions, my eight honorable mentions, I'm not going to discuss them until we get to the top 10 because then you can knock those guys out because I want there to be kind of no spoiled answers here for who you might think could be 25 through 15. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into number 25. And yeah, this was between nine guys because my eight honorable mentions and my number 25 spot it was hard to figure this out, and I really wanted to go two players, but I ended up picking this guy, and that is OG Ananobi. Yeah, OG Ananobi is almost 23 years old. He is from the 2017 draft class. He is an NBA champion already in his third year, and he has gotten better each year. Now, you guys know me. I value defense a lot. I value if somebody can guard multiple positions on the floor i do take offense into consideration like anybody else but you can kind of listen to some other people who talk about the nba they clearly will value the more talented offensive player over the more talented defensive player but when you listen to me i'm a little bit different i value pretty much the same so og and Anobi, incredible perimeter defender like i said he's about to turn 23 and he is a very he's getting in the elite category i think like he's a guy i would trust guarding probably like the top i would say like the 20th best offensive perimeter player through like the 10th best offensive perimeter player i would feel that comfortable like i would feel og and Adobe guarding jimmy butler we've seen that before i would feel comfortable with him guarding maybe a paul george or definitely like a gordon hayward or jason tatum or brandon ingram or just guys in that area yeah i probably wouldn't feel too comfortable him guarding kevin durant or Kawhi leonard or lebron james but how many players do you really feel comfortable um guarding those players but i think og is an amazing defensive player i think he's great in help defense he gets his hands in the passing lanes he's really quick he's strong and He's also developed as a three-point shooter. In his rookie year, he shot 37% on just about two and a half attempts per night. But then he went up to three attempts, shot 33% in his sophomore year. But then in his third year, he was at a career high three and a half three-point attempts a night. He shot 38% from there, averaged over 10 points, five rebounds over a, a steal a night. And I really like him going forward. He's proven he can be on a good team and kind of fit in because that's a big thing here. Like a guy like who didn't make my list, Andrew Wiggins, who is another guy who just turned 25. Now, the reason I would probably rather have, if I'm a top 15, I'd rather have OG and Obi than Andrew Wiggins, because yeah, Andrew Wiggins can probably score more points tonight, but how well can he be a facilitator, a playmaker, a team defender, a individual defender, a guy that doesn't demand his own shots or doesn't demand a high amount of shots, but can be efficient in the shots he takes? Like, yeah, OG and Obi is going to take six seven eight shots a night like in this past season he took eight and a half but he was very efficient 50 percent from the field 38 from three and he was 68 from the line but that, that's what you're gonna get but i'd rather have an efficient eight and a half shots a night if you're gonna be a good passer a hustler a rebounder a great defender than a guy who's gonna take 15 to 20 shots a night not be efficient and can't be proven to lead an efficient offense. So that is my argument for OG and Obi making the top 25. So he's number 25. Coming in at number 24 is DeAndre Aiden. So DeAndre Aiden was the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft. He had a solid rookie season. He played 71 games, averaged about 16 points, 10 rebounds on a bad Suns team that ended up 
getting the sixth pick in the draft from the lottery. I think they fell from like three to six or four to six. I think it was three to six um, with the lottery, the new lottery odds. And then they traded out uh, where they basically got SARS and then took Cam Johnson with the 11th pick. But enough about that. Let's talk about DeAndre Aiden. He started off the 2019-20 season with a really disappointing news as he got suspended and he missed 25 games for diuretics or something like that. And he came back and got hurt right away and the Suns were kind of falling off and they were kind of playing a lot better without him uh, with Aaron Baines as that starting center. We all know how good the Suns did. But he ended the season strong. He only ended up playing 30 games. He started 25 of those because there was that weird stretch where they were starting Baines over their number one overall pick, which I didn't really get. But he ended the season strong. Obviously, the season was shortened for everyone, but he did end up averaging 19 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. And I think his defense definitely got better from year 1 to year 2, which you want to see from your top pick, your starting center, your center for the future, who's still only 21 years old. And I think Aiden's going to consistently improve. I think he could be top 20 next year. You might already have him top 20 on your list, and that is perfectly fine. I ended up having him at 24 on my list. And coming in at number 23 is a teammate of DeAndre Aiden, and that is Kelly Oubre Jr. So Kelly Oubre just barely makes this list. He is 24, and he'll be around 25 once the 2020-21 season starts, whenever that happens. But he has been a huge jump, at, or he's had a huge jump in his past two years since getting traded from Washington to Phoenix in a really weird Trevor Reza swap. He's kind of shown that he could be a solid number two scoring option, uh, obviously to Devin Booker on that team. He's been averaging about 18.7 points per game throughout the 2019-20 season. Six and a half rebounds, but I think his defense has improved too. I don't think he's an elite defender. I don't think he's as good as OG Ananobi, but I think he's respectable. He's averaged over a steal a game. He's up there in deflections per game. And I think he's a quick athletic guy, um, which he's not going to be beat on the perimeter. It's not like he's slow out there. He's got good footwork. Um, and on the offensive end, he's good in transition. He could shoot the three, shot 35% this year on five and a half attempts a night. Um, and yeah, he was a high usage guy and he's shown that he could be an efficient guy in a high usage role. Now, will he ever be a number two offensive primary scorer on a championship or an elite team i don't know we have to see that from him but this will be his last year in the top 25 under 25 uh so he probably won't get higher on my list so he's here at 23 and he won't be on this list next year so coming in at number 22 is a guy that you might not even have in your top 25 due to kind of how disappointing his 2019-20 season was and that is larry marketing I was so high on Larry Marketing going into the year. I said with the right coaching, I think he could be an all-star this year. And it was the complete opposite. Coaching didn't really live up to what everybody would like to it to. But kind of people expected that with Jim Boylan um, going into this year. Marketing was pretty bad. Uh, he shot 42% from the field. 34 from three on six and a half attempts, which isn't bad at all. He averaged 14.6 rebounds and just over an assist tonight. But he did shoot 80 plus percent from the foul line for the third straight year. So that gives me confidence on his shot. is going to be very consistent from three his rookie year he shot 36 percent um and his second year 36 percent and his third year 34 percent all with 5.9 three-point attempts per game or higher in those three years so i think his jump shot is going to be fine i think his offensive efficiency is going to be fine not a great defender there's a couple guys on this list not great defenders whatsoever that's kind of what holds them from being higher I'm not going to knock Larry Marketing. He's 22 years old, so he's going to be on this list for a couple more years, and I think he's going to get better. I don't think it could be as worse as this previous season. I don't know if Jim Boylan will be the coach going into the 2020-21 season. If he is, I hope he kind of makes the offense revolve around Larry Marketing more, and maybe a little bit less off Zach Levine, more on Larry Marketing, more plays for him. He did get hurt this year, but he ended up playing 50 games. 
And I just want to see him get involved more. I think he could be a very good player if they use him kind of like Kristaps. I'm not going to try to make that lazy comparison. But you have your four spacer at a power forward position. He's not as good of a defender, but that doesn't matter for your offensive uh, game, obviously. And I think you just got to run more plays for him. Get him a good pick and roll point guard. And I think that could be... Uh, Kobe White, excuse me, and I would just like to see a full 82-game season, which is maybe a new coaching philosophy or coaching scheme next year with the Chicago Bulls. Coming in at number 21 is Miles Turner of the Indiana Pacers. So, like OG Ananobi, offense isn't world-changing, it's not game-breaking, it's not elite offense, but that doesn't matter. I'm going to make the Andrew Wiggins analogy again, or you can take any center, maybe it's Andre Drummond, maybe it's, I don't know, Nikola Vucevic. So, what Miles Turner does, and he knows his role... Took nine and a half shots a game last year. He wasn't great. I think it was definitely a little bit of a decline from his previous year. He's 23 years old. He went down from 48% to 45% in field goal shooting, 38% from three to 33%. And he went down in points and he went down in rebounds. And I don't think he's a very good rebounder. I think he's a pretty poor rebounder for your center who is 6'11". And I don't know if that has to do with his vertical, his standing reach, whatever it is, um, which basically is kind of the same thing. Um, but he's a great defender. I, I still am very high on his defense. He's a great shot blocker. He's a fantastic rim protector. Reminds me a little bit of Jermaine O'Neal. Now, maybe it's a lazy pacer comparison, but it's a little bit. I, he's definitely a little more agile. He's quicker. He's skinnier. Um, and he's not as slow as Jermaine, but Jermaine in his prime was a very good player. Uh, just look up Jermaine O'Neal highlights. He was a very good player back in the day. And I, I think Turner knows his role. He's not a guy that's going to demand 15 shots a night take eight uh, post-ups a game, shoot four times from there, and maybe he'll make a third of them, a half of them. Uh, but he knows his role. He's good in the pick and roll. He can space the floor. We saw that last year where he shot 38% from three. Year prior, 35. Year prior to that, 34. And I think he could be around a 34, 35% three-point shooter, which you would love from your center. You got a rim protector and a three-point shooter. That's what you would love. Uh, he ended up taking four threes a night and nine field goals. So almost half his shots per night were from three. Um, and I think... I think he missed Oladipo. I, I don't know if the fit is there with Sabonis, but I still see the talent, and he's going to come in at 21. So coming in at number 25 is another player that got suspended in the beginning of the 2019-20 season, and that was John Collins. He ended up playing 41 games, but he was legit. I think he deserves some credit in an all-star honorable mention. Uh, he's not going to make an all-NBA team. He wasn't obviously the best player on his team, but he had a very good 2019-20 season. Average north of 21 points per game over 10 rebounds a game, and he shot 40% from three on three and a half attempts a night. And the reason I have him in front of uh, Miles Turner is because I do like John Collins' offense a little bit more than I like Miles Turner's defense. John Collins, not a good defender. He's slow. He doesn't have good footwork, or at least he's kind of, I feel like, slow on the perimeter. Um, he doesn't have good footwork. He's not strong, and I don't think he's a very smart defender yet, but this dude is only 22 years old. He's going to continue to get better. Um, he, hopefully, he'll get another year under Void Pierce, and he can develop with Kunkapella, who is a solid defender, and he can help him out a lot, because he hasn't really had a great defensive center in his career there. What? He's played with Dwayne Denman. was all right. Nothing special this year. It was pretty crap. He was basically playing with Alex Len, Damian Jones, Bruno Fernando for a little bit. It, it wasn't quite the um, the uh, center trio there. Uh, and I think his offense is great. He's going to be a four spacer. He's going to be a great pick and roll player with Trey Young for years to come. He's going to get paid uh, probably prior to the 2020 season, depending on when that starts. And I like him a lot. He's coming in at number 20. Coming in at number 19, so we're into the top 20 now, is Demonta Sabonis of the 
Indiana Pacers. So the second Pacer on this list, two spots ahead of Miles Turner. If you ask me going into the 1920 season, I had Turner in head of DeMontis Sabonis, but Sabonis was an all-star this year. Uh, he is 24. Today's actually his birthday as I'm recording this. So happy birthday to DeMontis Sabonis. He'll be what, 24 in two days when you guys see this. But yeah, he was an all-star. He averaged over 12 rebounds, over 18 points, was efficient, 54 from the field. He did take over a three a night, but he did shoot 25% from there. And if he can develop his three-point shot, He's going to be a very good player in the NBA. His offense could probably, I don't know if it's as good as John Collins, but he was on a winning team. You kind of swap the players on the same team with the same record. Collins is the all-star. Um, he was on a very good team this year that kind of knew its place with Miles Turner, TJ Warren, Jeremy Lamb before he got hurt, Brogdon, Oladipo came back. Uh, it's a good roster. It's well coached. It's not a great coach, but Nate McMillan is a very, is a solid coach in the NBA. And I think this is where Sabonis will be at. Obviously, he'll be graduating from this uh, list next year, but... I think he'll always be in around the same spot in the NBA. I don't know how much better he'll get at the age of 23. I think we're going to see him. He's going to get his rebounds. He's definitely going to get his offensive rebounds. One of the best in the NBA at that. He did average over, th or he averaged three offensive rebounds a night last year. And he's going to be a rebounder. He's going to be a force inside on the offensive end. The defensive end, footwork isn't great. He's a little bit slow, not great in switching. And he definitely needs to work on that 100%. He's not as good as a defender as Miles Turner is. I don't think he's as bad as maybe John Collins, but I don't think he's great. Um, and obviously, his value is a little bit less when he can't space the floor. So that's why I think he'll always be around here unless he could shoot 32 plus percent from three and maybe be a little bit more respectful on defense. So coming in at number 18 now is Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, I have Jonathan Isaac in head of DeMontis Sabonis. And you might be like, huh, really? One was an all-star, but... Jonathan Isaac was going to be on all defensive first team, I believe. I fully believe that if he didn't get hurt last year, which he got a knee injury, which is scary. So I'm hoping he kind of can respond from that because he was my most improved player pick and he wasn't really in the conversation when he got hurt. There was some maybe convos. It's like he can get a top seven vote, but nothing crazy. Maybe a top five vote. Who knows? Uh, but he averaged 12 points per game this year. Seven rebounds. 2.4 blocks, which I believe was up there, maybe top three in the league before he got hurt. Over a steal and a half a game at 1.6, which is phenomenal. He gets his deflections. He can guard almost all positions on the floor. Maybe he can't guard centers as good as he can guard threes or twos, but or maybe point guards or shiftier point guards as well as he can guard power forwards, but he can guard all five uh, positions, and I would feel comfortable if I was coaching him guarding anybody on the floor, anyone on the floor. Uh, maybe he won't do it elitely at certain spots or... Obviously, he's not going to guard LeBron as well as he can guard, like, I don't know, um, Bobby Portis. But he's a great defender, and I love him that uh, on that side of the ball. He shot 33% from three this year on about three attempts, and I think that's solid. I think if he could shoot maybe four next year, they can get a point guard in the draft. Um, or maybe Marco Fultz could develop, and he can have that um, he can have that connection there. I really want them to move Aaron Gordon. I think Isaac can shine as a stretch four and kind of have a shooter as a three and maybe more of a playmaker. Like Gordon Haywood would be perfect next to Isaac, but that's obviously not happening. And I just really like Isaac a lot. I think he's going to continue to get better and better. He's 22 years old and he could be kind of maybe not a point forward because he's not really a great uh, passer, but maybe in the offense where he can space the floor shoot 30 plus percent from three he can guard pretty much any position on defense he can score inside i like him a lot he's coming in at 18 coming in at number 17 is jamal murray from the uh, 2016 draft class he is 22 at this current moment actually he just turned 23 um a couple days ago actually no it was 70 days ago i'm lying but for the third straight year he's averaged over 16 plus points a game and he's been pretty efficient in that uh 
he shot 34% from three this year on five and a half attempts a night, which he shot last year, same amount of attempts, he shot 36% from three. So his three-point shooting did go down, but he's still averaging 18 plus points per game. Uh, he's also averaging five assists, four rebounds, and I like his offense a lot. I, I don't think he's a great defender, but I think he's better than some other point guards on the defensive end, like... I'll take him over Kyrie Irving. I'll take him over Trey Young, uh, but I'm not going to trust him as much as I would maybe Ben Simmons if you classify him as a point guard or just maybe Russell Westbrook or guys like that. Um, also, I think he could be a really good number three on a good team. We've seen him be on a good team. The Nuggets were the what? Two seed last year? And this year, they've been a top five seed for most of the year. And he's been the number two guy there. And he's kind of been the number one guy offensively sometimes, at least scoring the ball. Obviously, Jokic is their primary playmaker. But I think if they added a guy like a Bradley Beal, he could be a perfect number three guy um, on that team. I like him a lot. He's coming in at 17. I know I feel like I've been saying I like him a lot to a lot of these guys, but I do. Yeah, and he's 22 years old. He's going to be on this list a couple more times, and he can maybe get into that top 15 next year. Uh, he's coming in at number 17. Coming in at number 16 was a guy I debated to put below him just because he's made it to the playoffs once. The offense wasn't great, um, and they lost to the Sixers in five, but that is D'Angelo Russell, but I feel like I was being too harsh on him. I think Russell might be in the same category as Wiggins. Russell, the way he's getting paid, the way he gets treated, he's going to be your top two scorer. Or at least he's going to take the top two shots on this team. He's not a good defender. He's kind of getting in that horrible range. Uh, he doesn't try sometimes, and he's not great. He's athletic, but he's not super quick. He doesn't have that, that speed, that burst when he's going at the rim. It's not like he's elevating at the rim and throwing it down like Russell Westbrook or getting up high at the rim. It's more doing his floater game, his finger roll game, stuff like that. He's a solid three-point shooter. He's not great, but he's you know he's, he's solid. He takes a lot of threes, but he shoots around 35% from three, at least this year. He is 35% from three on his career, but he's a guy that's going to demand the ball. Uh, this year, he averaged uh, 17, or excuse me, 18 field goal attempts per game on obviously two teams, the Warriors and the Timberwolves. And you're going to have to live with him being your number one or two, but can he be your number one or two on an elite team? I don't know. Maybe if your number one was Kawhi Leonard, okay, or Giannis Antetokounmpo, but can he lead a team to be a really good team in the NBA? I don't know. And he, that's what his, uh, he's expected to do. So that's why some of these guys, maybe Miles Turner, OG and Anobi are more valuable to good teams just because you could plug them right in. They can do so many things. What you ask them to do, um, not turn the ball over. Don't be inefficient. Um, and what kind of the other guys that can lead an efficient offense is like for OG, Siakam and Kawhi. And then for Miles Turner, maybe Old Depot when he was there. And then maybe like a little bit more Sabonis and Brogdon this year. And they know their role. Uh, so that's what uh, I'm a little bit nervous with D. Well, he is 23, and I don't know how much higher he'll get up on this list. Uh, so we are now going into the top 15. So I will give my honorable mentions. I'm not going to go in-depth on any of them, but they were very close to being at 25 or 24. Uh, my first one was Dante DiVincenzo, the Milwaukee Bucks. Then we have Lonzo Ball, Tower Hero, Jared Allen, Mitchell Robinson, Christian Wood, Mikel Bridges, and Brandon Clark. Those are my eight honorable mentions. Coming in at number 15 on this list is Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies. He was 20 years old. He was the number four pick in the 2018 draft. And the one knock on him throughout his first two years is his foul trouble. He really, he gets in the foul trouble. He had about 3.8 fouls per game in his rookie year, which is very high. And then 4.1 this year, which is incredibly high. That's the one knock on him. He does get into foul trouble. And I think he's going to learn now. That's It's just kind of like a learning curve for him. Um, and it's for a lot of guys. Look at Mitchell Robinson as well. It happens with younger guys in the NBA. But this year, he was incredible. 20 years old, averaged 17 points. He's not the greatest rebounder for a power forward who is, what, 6'10", 6'11". Um, he definitely needs to improve on that. He's kind of in that Lowry Market and Miles Turner area. But... 
I love his three-point shooting. I think he's a great defender. He's a good shot blocker, averaged over a block and a half per game uh, in his sophomore year and averaged 1.4 in his rookie year. And he can play very good defense. He's a good room protector. He can guard fives. He can guard fours. And I like him a lot on that end. He's good at switching. He's mainly good inside on the perimeter, not as much. But you know what? He can hold his own there. He can definitely hold his own there. But his three-point shooting this year. He took 6.3 three-point attempts per night or threes a night. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. He shot 39% from three. That is incredible. Incredible. I love him a lot there. He helped. Uh, he was the second best player on that Grizzlies team, leading them to an eight seed when a lot of people thought they'd be a bottom three team in the West or in the NBA. I was included in one of those guys that thought they wouldn't be very good this year. And he's proven that he could be a good player on an okay team, at least. We haven't really seen that from Carl Anthony Towns, who we'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, he was the second best player on an eight seed. I like him a lot. He's coming in at 15. Coming in at number 14 is Kristaps Porzingis, uh, who is 24 years old. He is almost not going to be on this list anymore. In 25 days, he won't be on this list anymore. But right now, he's 24 years old. And he obviously had that ACL tear, missed his whole 23-age um, season. Um, obviously, the 2018-19 season with the Knicks, got traded to Dallas. And he started off kind of kind of um, rusty this year, as we'd expect. He was inefficient. He wasn't great on the defensive end. But as he played more, he got back to what he used to be. He averaged 19 points this year, and he was actually a pretty good rebounder. That was the knock on him. He was always going to average around 7 for his career for someone that was, what, 7-1. He averaged over 9 this year. Uh, he's a great rim protector, like I said, over 2 blocks per game. Uh, he's a good 3-point shooter. He shot 35, about 35% on 7 threes a night, and he's only 24. I mean, I, I don't know how much better he'll get, but... While he's still in this class, he's going to be a top 20 guy for me. And he's coming in at number 14 because he's a very good offensive player. He's a very good defensive player. Coming in at number 13 is somebody that's going to continue to get better. And the reason I have Kristaps as low as that is because a little bit of injury concerns. He's been hurt for most of his career. Um, not most, but he's had some injuries. Coming in at number 13 is Shea Gilgis-Alexander of the OKC Thunder. He's been on two teams so far in his two years, but he was great this year for the Thunder. Averaged over 19 points, six rebounds, shot 35% from three on over three attempts a night. He's a very good defender. He's a good ball hitter. He's good at scoring at the rim, and he's only 21 years old. He's going to continue to get better. So coming in, um, a guy I debated because it's another guard. Uh, you may consider Shea as a shooting guard. Um, this guy is a point guard, and that is De'Aaron Fox, who maybe it's because he plays in Sacramento, doesn't get as much love as like somebody like D'Lo, but I think he's a lot better than D'Lo. And uh, yeah, D'Lo led the Nets, or was the best player in the Nets to make the playoffs last year. Kings had a similar record, it's just in the Western Conference. That wasn't getting you the playoffs. But Fox, this year, he continued to improve. He had one of the more historic jumps from your rookie year to your sophomore year, because he was pretty horrendous in his rookie year, but he was pretty damn good in his sophomore year, and this year, even better. Played 45 games, averaged about 20 points per night, 7 assists, shot 30% from 3, um, down from 37 from his sophomore year, but he was good at scoring at the rim. He's a great ball handler. He's good in transition. He's super quick. He's a good defender. He's coming in at number 12. Coming in at 11 uh, was an all-star this year, and that is Bam Adebayo, who's probably going to get some votes for most improved. He'll get some top 3 votes, I can imagine, and he was great. He's a good ball handler. He averaged over 16 points per night this year, over 10 rebounds. He's one of the best passing big men in the NBA. Maybe not as good as Jokic, but he's definitely up there. He averaged about five per night this year. He's a good defender. He's a good rim protector. He's good in the passing lanes. He's good at switching. He can guard a lot of positions. There's just so much good you could say about Bam Adebayo, and he's only 22. He's still going to get better. He's going to be a top 
three center one day. Obviously, probably the top centers are if you count AD, you got Embiid, you got Gobert, you got Towns. And then Adebayo's getting right in there, and he's going to probably weep for maybe Gobert in a year. So uh, he's coming in at number 11 on this list. And then let's get into the top 10. So coming in at number 10 is a guy that didn't make the all-star team for the Eastern Conference this year, but was a borderline all-star guy, and that is Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is 20 three years old um and he just played his fourth year because he was taken in the 2016 draft class and he averaged his first 20 point per game season this year in 50 games he was very efficient 38 from three 49 from the field 55 percent from twos 73 percent from the line over six rebounds over two assists over a steal a game he's great in the passing lanes he's great on the um the defensive end on the perimeter has fantastic footwork his basketball iq is very high for a 23 year old and he's coming in at number 10 and he's been on some good celtic team He's already been to the conference finals when he was probably the second best player on that team at that time. Uh, so coming in at number nine on this list. Yep. Coming in at number nine is Zion Williamson of the Pelicans. Yeah, I kind of have him high and I'd be perfectly okay if you would even have him on this list because maybe you didn't see enough from him, but I have him here. He played 19 games and he's going to be an offensive force for a while. The only reason I don't have him any higher is because of, uh, because of injury concerns and he wasn't very good on the defensive end. But inside, it's just hard to stop him. He shot 58% from the field, uh, 23 points per night in 29 minutes. If you look at his per 36, 28 points, and he would average 8 rebounds, and he's just a monster there. He's a monster there. His passing's okay. Um, obviously, he needs to get in shape, and he can't be injury-prone. Will he ever play back-to-backs one day, like, consistently? Who knows? Um, his defense needs a little bit of... Might need some help. Uh, but he's going to continue to get better. He's only what? He's 19 years old. He's almost 20. I'll be 20 for next year. And he's going to definitely continue to get better. And coming in at number 8 is his teammate, Brandon Ingram. Uh, Ingram is 22. He's almost... 23 years old, uh, another guy from the 2016 draft class, uh, like Jalen Brown and uh, Jamal Murray, and then a couple other guys like DeMontis Sabonis as well, and he he might win most improved player this year, he probably will, he averaged 24 points, he had one of the greatest shooting jumps from uh, one season to another this year, uh, he went from 67% from the line to 85%, he went 33% from 3 on 1.8 attempts a night, to 38 on 6.3 attempts a night, he's a good permanent defender, and he's, he's going to continue to get better. He's a great player, and he's coming in at number 8. The blood cut thing is a little bit scary, but I, I have him at 8, and I'm not going to worry about it too much. So coming in at number 7 is a horrible defender, but a fantastic one of the best in the NBA on the offensive end, Trey Young, who was an all-star starter this year in his sophomore year at the age of 21. He averaged almost 30 points per game. He averaged almost 10 assists per night. He shot 36 from 3 on almost 10 3-point attempts a night. Yeah, his defense is bad, and that might hold him back um, from ever being a top five player in the NBA, or maybe even a top ten player in some people's eyes. But his offense, it can't go unnoticed. He has one of the best court visions in the NBA. He's great in transition. He's a fantastic shooter. He's one of the best in the NBA already at that, and he's only 21 years old, and this was his second season. Will he be able to lead a good team in the NBA? Who knows? Who knows? We haven't seen it yet. He's been on some pretty bad teams already, uh, but he's going to continue to get better, and he's coming in at number seven on this list. So now we're into our top six, and coming in at number six is Devin Booker, who was taken in the 2015 draft class. He, I don't know, I don't think he was a starter at the University of Kentucky, but he was selected 13th overall, and he's been a monster for Phoenix so far. Over Devin Booker's five seasons in the NBA, he's averaged around 17 shots a night, shot 44% from the field. He's taken about five and a half threes a night, 35 percent from three and he's had three previous seasons where he scored about 25 points or more per game we saw a little bit of the suns this year being a solid team 
but they, they kind of cooled off a little bit, and we kind of get to see Devin Booker try on defense, where he hasn't been known to be the greatest defender in the world, because mainly his team's usually so bad, he doesn't try a lot, tries more on the offensive end. I think he could be a very good number two on a championship team, and I think that's where he's going to be in his career, maybe like the Bradley Beal trajectory uh, in his career, because he's not a great defender. He's a solid, he's an, like, he's respectable when he tries, so maybe we got to see like a full season where he tries. The Suns are going to have another lottery pick, not a great draft. Who knows what they're going to do? Are they going to move uh, Kelly Oubre? They almost traded for Lou Kennard um, at the deadline. We'll see if DeAndre Aiden develops. Uh, Oubre can take another jump. And we'll see what Devin Booker could do. Because he's 23 and he's already averaging 26 points a night. Is he going to average 30 one day? Very well could. Uh, but he's coming in at number 6 on this list. He hasn't made the playoffs yet. And that's holding him back from being any higher. Coming in at number 5 is a player that has made the playoffs once. And that is Carl Anthony Towns. And they were an 8 seed. And they just barely made it over the Nuggets on the final game of the season. But Towns is one of the best offensive players in the league. He's probably the second or third best offensive center in the league and a top five offensive big man in the league. Obviously, you'll have like Giannis, AD, Embiid, Jokic, and then he's right there. Uh, he's averaged 26 and a half points per game this year. He shot 41% from three on eight threes a night. He went from four threes a night, shooting that about 40%, which is crazy for a big man or for a center who's almost seven foot. And then he ended up shooting 41% from three uh, this year and shot eight threes a night. But his defense isn't very good. His room protecting kind of sucks. He is a little bit of a defensive liability. And he hasn't really proved that he can lead a team. When the Timberwolves made the playoffs, he wasn't the best player on that team. It was Jimmy Butler. And they ended up getting bounced in round one to, I believe, the Rockets. So that's holding him back from being any higher on this list. He is 24 at this moment. Next year, I don't know. He's 24 and 170 days. I don't know if that will mean he'll, he'll probably be 25 going into next year's season. Actually, I think he will um, just because the season might not start until like December. Uh, so this will probably be his last time on this list. And he's coming in at number five. Coming in at number four is maybe a little bit of some controversy. You might not pick this guy over Towns, but I am just because he's shown that he can be on a winning team. Like a lot of these players, he's going to use the analogy. He knows his role. He doesn't have to be the number one scorer. He doesn't even have to be the number two or three scorer. But he defends incredibly well at an elite level. He'll get some top five defensive player of the votes this year. He is an elite passer. He has one of the best court visions in the NBA and one of the best handles. He's great in transition. He's good at scoring at the rim. The only knock on him is he can't shoot, and that is Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is 23 years old. He's made the playoffs all three years, or excuse me, yeah, all three years in his NBA career so far. Because technically, the Sixers would have made it this year if the season did end. He's averaged about 16 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. And yeah, his assist total is great. Uh, he's elite on the defensive end. He gets one of the, more, uh, the most deflections per night um, every year, at least so far for the last two years where he's been kind of high usage guy you're the man here you're gonna run this offense who knows if the fit is ever gonna work out between him and Embiid but he's made the playoffs he's shown that he can be a winning player he knows his role he's good on both ends he's coming in at number four on this list coming in at number three is a player he beat out for rookie of the year back in the 2017-18 season and that is Donovan Mitchell uh like Simmons if if the season ended today, he would have made the playoffs all three years. He does have a playoff series victory where they beat the Thunder in his rookie year. He's averaged 24 points per game this year, 23.8 his previous year, and 20.5 as a rookie. He shot 36% from three on about seven attempts a night this year. His defense, I think, is very underrated, and he's a 6-1 guard. His handle is great, um, and he's shown that he could be on a winning team. And I, I really like his defense. I think it's pretty underrated. I think he's a borderline elite defender at his position. Uh, he can't guard taller guys, obviously, or maybe stronger guys, maybe like a LeBron or a Giannis. But he's a very good perimeter guard defender. He's coming in at number three. Uh, and yeah, coming in at number two is a player from that draft class that had a really solid rookie year. People made the joke that he was, what, only 18 or only 19. 
had a drop off in his sophomore year. Definitely. Maybe it was because he was playing with Kyrie. But this year, he might get the most improved player votes. He might win the award. He was an all-star, and that is Jason Tatum. Uh, he averaged over 23 points per game this year, over seven rebounds, about three assists, and he ended up shooting almost 40% from three. He is a fantastic offensive player. He's great in pull-up threes, great in spot-up threes. Uh, his scoring at the rim needs to definitely get better. That's the one knock on him, and that's maybe why his shooting percentage has never been like super great or is just two-point percentages at the rim, obviously, percentage. Uh, and his defense is very good. You watch him in that Clippers game. He can guard Kawhi Leonard. He's... 21 years old, he's going to continue to get better, and he's going to get better as a defensive player, I think. He's very good. He can guard probably all twos, threes, and fours at a pretty good level. Maybe some quicker guards, not as much. Or he can guard some just taller, stronger big men, and he's coming in at number two on this list. He's 21. He'll probably be number two on this list throughout the rest of his time under 25 because the player at number one is younger than him just because he's 20 years old, and I don't know if he'll ever pass him, and that is Luka Doncic. And Tatum also, I forgot to mention, has been to a conference finals like Jalen Brown, and he's been on a winning team pretty much all his career so far uh, because they went to the conference finals his rookie year. He was, what, the four seed? They lost to the Bucks last year. And then this year, they were, what, the three seed? Who knows if they could have made a run as well. And coming in at number one, like I said, Muka Doncic. Last year, the Mavericks weren't great, but the roster around him wasn't great. But they added Chris Porzingis. Uh, they found roles for Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, Jalen Brunson, Darrell Wright that work for this team. And he is a... He's going to be an MVP one day, probably. Or he's going to be top five. He's going to be top five this year, and he'll be for a lot of years going forward. He averaged 28 points per game this year, nine rebounds, eight assists. His three-point percentage wasn't great. He did shoot 31% from three on nine attempts a night, and his defense isn't anything crazy. It's not very good, and we don't know what he could do in the playoffs. He did lead the Mavericks, I believe, if the season ended today to a seven or six seed. Uh, we don't know what he could do in the playoffs. That is the one thing we can't really say about Luka if we can call him a top five player in the NBA. If he brought the Mavericks to the conference finals this year, yeah, we could say he's a top five or maybe three player in the NBA already. Uh, but he's going to come in at number one on this list. He's 20 years old. He'll be on this list for a while longer and he'll probably hold the number one spot uh, for the next four years as, while, uh, as long as he's on this list. So yeah, that is my top 25 NBA players under the age of 25. I hope you guys did enjoy the podcast. Let me know um, if you're on YouTube, you can comment with any constructive criticism or just obviously when you disagree, this is a list, this is a ranking. You're definitely going to disagree on something. So let me know uh, there or on Apple Podcasts. You can let me know there. Or if you're on Spotify, you can just tweet me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Matthew and Geis. And if you're on Spotify, if you drop a follow, means a lot to me. Apple Podcast, a rating and review means a lot to me. And on YouTube, just kind of a like and a subscribe means a lot to me. So thank you all for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the top 25 NBA players under 25 list that I made. Obviously, this is just my own subjective opinion and I'm open to um, disagreements, arguments, and you know, just healthy arguments though in um, any comment section or on Twitter. Uh, she can let me know there. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I'm about to finish up my junior year. When you're listening to this on Monday, I'm going to be taking my international finance midterm in a couple hours. And then on Tuesday, I have to take my risk management final. Um, probably two of my harder finals. I took my corporate finance on Wednesday and my security analysis on Thursday. And then I got these two on Monday and Tuesday. Definitely two of my harder uh, finals. So I can't wait to get them out of the way and start summer and have kind of a nice free time period from... March 5th, the end of March 5th to June 1st before summer internship. I know I'm definitely going to, I have two things I definitely want to do. Um, I definitely want to, I'm going to learn about Excel. I already know Excel a decent amount already, Microsoft Excel, uh, but I really want to get um, really good with it. So I know I'm going to do a lot of that um, over the next couple of weeks. You can call me your nerd. Yeah, maybe because I'm, I'm going to be outside. I'm going to be hanging with friends if social distancing is lifted, but I do want to do this um, 
in my free time and then i also want to learn the nba salary cap i printed out the salary cap faq it's like 80 pages written by larry coon and i know a decent amount about the salary cap but there's still so much more i can learn about and then i think i'm going to take a sports management worldwide class if you guys know anything about that you can let me know i'm definitely open to um just um any info on that i think there's the basketball gm course i'm going to take i think that starts like june 15th though so i'll be doing that along with youtube and my internship it'll be a fun summer It'll be a grinding summer. Um, and then, yeah, so that is going to be for me. And um, thank you all for listening. And I'll see you guys in episode 28. Hopefully we have a guest on for that. Peace, y'all.